Hi, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to take a look at a film called Jackie. Mm-hmm. It stars Natalie Portman as Jacqueline Kennedy, and it follows Jacqueline Kennedy for the five days after the assassination of her husband, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, Mm -hmm. in Dallas in 1963. Interestingly enough, you know, you and I were both around when that happened. Oh, for sure. What they showed us as Jacqueline Kennedy Mm -hmm. is not at all what I remembered. One of the big problems Mm -hmm. is that Natalie Portman is a very attractive woman. Beautiful woman. But she's tiny. She's about 5'4 or so. Mm -hmm. Jacqueline Kennedy was 5'10 in her stocking feet. So right away, that put me off a little bit. I agree with you, Les. The bearing wasn't there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The other thing was, I know it was a very, very sad time. It was a sad time for all of us, I think. But in this film, until the last moments when she is marching down the street during the funeral, she was constantly crying. Well, she was sad, too. I know she was sad, and I know she cried, but (laughs) I I don't think she cried quite as much as she did in this film. Well, we don't know for sure, Les, to be honest. This was the characterization that Natalie Portman chose to give us, and of course that was at the direction of Pablo Lorraine, the Peruvian director who masterminded this production. Well, I have to agree with that, Anne, except that this director, and I am not familiar with any of his other work, He never really convinced me that she walked around smoking and drinking and crying for almost the entire film. Right. Some of the other people in this film also disappointed me. Mm -hmm. Peter Sarsgaard played Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy, as you might recall, was a short, slim... Boyish. Very boyish-looking guy. Peter Sarsgaard is over six feet tall, so that's a problem. Billy Crudup plays the journalist, and they don't even give the journalist a name. But we know that it's really supposed to be Theodore H. White. Right. Who interviewed Jackie at her insistence, we might add. Yes. Right after the assassination, Theodore White was a noted journalist, and he put this interview together for Life magazine. Right. The journalist in the film is not a very nice guy, I don't think. Asked some ridiculous, gross, disgusting questions. Again, that threw me off. And, of course, almost everybody else in the film was not nice to her after the assassination, including Lyndon Baines Johnson. This whole movie kind of put me off. Well, I think you've named a lot of reasons why, and I couldn't agree with you more. This is a close-up look at Jackie, and when I say close-up, I'm not kidding. Pablo Lorraine tells this story close-up on Jackie's face for almost the entire movie. So you get a lot of Natalie Portman. And for me, even though Miss Portman had the mannerisms down correctly, she replicates the kind of breathy, finishing school voice, almost like, curiously enough, Marilyn Monroe's voice. That's right. At times. She has all of that down, but for me, I was so aware that Portman was acting with a capital A, and she never really disappeared into the character. She was good, but it wasn't a brilliant performance, the kind that Meryl Streep might have given, where she morphs into the personality of the person that she is characterizing. So for me, that was one of the big problems. And this event, the assassination, is told almost entirely from her point 
point of view. I found the film to be very curious and very disappointing. Yes. I'm a huge Jackie-ophile, and I probably have 25 books at home all about Jackie. I didn't learn anything new from this movie. She was steely, but I already knew that. She was able to pull herself together, despite the fact that the movie shows her taking a drink and smoking all the time. Yes. I never knew that she smoked. Well, I knew that she smoked because she would ditch the cigarettes under the table right. whenever a photographer would come by. She was known to have a cocktail or two. And by the way, I don't blame her after her husband's... Exactly. This was a horrendous, devastating horror that she lived through. She showed what bravery and courage can be in the face of a horrible event. And I might add, she was only 32 years old when all of this happened to her. Yes. What a woman. Wow. But I think that Jackie, for all her tears, did not move me to tears exactly. at any point in this film. And it should have. I got to tell you, back in 1963, I was crying a lot. And I sat and watched this movie like I would watch a TV sitcom. I just... It didn't move you? No, not at all. Another person that should be crying in this movie is the woman who plays Nancy Tuckerman, Jackie's personal assistant. That would be the actress Greta Gerwig. She should be crying because of the wigs they put on her head. Yes, ma'am. You know, one critic very coyly said they should call her Greta Badwig. <laughs> This is not a terrible movie. It's just not a great movie. I wanted to really, really love it because Jackie Kennedy Onassis, which was her name once she married Aristotle Onassis a few years after the assassination, right. she was an icon to so many women. She went back to work. She was an editor at various magazines and publishing houses. Sure. She turned out to be a tremendous woman, someone that did so much for the history of this country. And I felt that this movie shortchanged that. I wanted it to be so much more. It's unfortunate, but for me, Jackie, played by Natalie Portman, gets smaller and smaller and smaller, like the incredible disappearing woman right. in this film. And I'm afraid that the same can be said for the movie. It's not terrible, but it's a major disappointment. It is a major disappointment. As a matter of fact, the only actor in this film that really excited me was the late John Hurt. Oh, he was remarkable. He died shortly after this film was completed. He really lifted the end of this film very, very much. But otherwise, you're right, I was very sad over the events which I lived through, but I was also very sad that they tried and they just didn't get it. I agree. And there's another point in this. Jackie was shown as having this steely resolve and so on, which we've talked about. They actually have her defying the CIA and the FBI's advice to her about not allowing her to walk down the street in Washington following the cortege. And she defies them and says, I will and I don't care. What am I supposed to deduce from this? I mean, this is not a woman who would normally put her children's lives in danger, and yet this is what is implied in the film. I didn't care for that. I disagreed with so much of the conceptualization of her character in this version of Jackie Kennedy's life. So I'm not giving it a red light. I still will give some points to Natalie Portman for a bold portrayal, even though I didn't care for it. So, Jackie, it gets a yellow light. Well, Anne, I feel exactly the same way. When I walked out of the theater, 
I thought, red light, red light, red light, because I was really quite upset by all of it. When I got home and I thought about it, tragic events that happened, Uh I was a young adult. I think that they got that pretty much Mm -hmm. right. So I'm not going to give it a red light. However, I'm certainly not going to give it anything except a yellow light and not a very bright yellow light at that. Not too enthusiastic are we on this movie. (laughs) Absolutely not. Sorry. So two yellow lights for Jackie. Well, we're going to be back very shortly to review another movie. We hope you will come with us at that time. Until then, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you will not be disappointed the next time you go to the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.